Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992 800-223-0992 That's 800-223-0992 all right welcome to the show for street soccer here on the sports byline broadcast network and sirius xm 211 dan patrick sports i'm not dan patrick Sorry about that. I don't have the man cave. I don't have the Danettes. But I do have a very special guest with me today, uh, Mr. Christopher Harris from World Soccer Talk. Of course, I am Nick Gieber. Thank you so much for joining me. I am with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific and 9 Eastern, uh, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I do hope uh, you will join us uh, every day during the week to talk the beautiful game. And the game is indeed beautiful. The Women's World Cup. In full flow, Chris, your quick thoughts before we uh, have to go to our first break. Yeah, for me, it's been a pleasurable, enjoyable tournament so far. It's one of those things that almost feels like the Olympics or or feels like a a Wimbledon tennis uh, tournament where I'm just waking up early in the morning and going through, watching about three games a a day. It's entertaining. It's uh, not that there's been any classics, but um, it's good football. Uh, Year after year in terms of the Women's World Cup, it's always improving. Still got a long way to go in, in certain areas, which I'm sure we'll get to in a little while. But uh, overall, it's very enjoyable. Well, of course, the big story in the Women's World Cup, the U.S. thumping 13-0 of Thailand. I certainly have some opinions. I'm going to share them with you about that. Uh, I know, Chris, you have some thoughts. Uh, but we're going to talk about the Women's World Cup, not just as a standalone tournament, uh, but we're going to roll into a lot of the other issues that are going on in terms of women's football uh, and I know you're kind of rolling your eyes, folks, but don't, because this is the next high-growth sport globally. It's already been a, a big deal here in the United States, but the rest of the world is definitely catching on. All right, look, this is how it works. You can give us a call in the studio if you'd like, 800-878-7529, 800-878-PLAY. Don't be a cheap bastard. The call absolutely free. That's right. Not a penny from your pocket will go for this call. Let the man pay for it. That's the way it should be. We'd love to hear from you. Also, I'm on Twitter. I'm at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Uh, love to hear from you on Twitter if you've got any thoughts or comments. Big hello, by the way, to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. Always a pleasure to speak to our service people. Also, if you're listening on one of our digital platforms as well, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or the award-winning Sirius XM app, we welcome you to the show. This is Fifth Street Soccer. I'm Nick Gieber, special guest Chris Harris from World Soccer Talk. We're going to step aside, take a break, and be right back with more after this. 
Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Attention, this important consumer alert is brought to you by Annuity Action Network. Hey, did you know it's possible to receive upfront money from your monthly settlement payments? It's true. If you receive monthly payments from an annuity or a structured settlement and you need a lump sum immediately, then you need to call Annuity Action Network. With your cash today, you can pay off credit card debt, pay medical bills, fund your education, or improve your home. You don't need to wait. Call the Annuity Action Network now now to get your fast cash with no hidden costs. And if you call today, we'll even send you a $100 cash gift card just for verifying your settlement payments and your contact information. If you have a structured settlement or an annuity and you want cash now, call Annuity Action Network right now. 800-514-9170. 800-514-9170. That's 800-514-9170. Incoming call from Mother of My Dragons. Hey, babe. Hey, honey. You headed home? Yep, just making a pit stop at MedMen to restock my man cave. You mean that corner of the porch you're decorating? It's not decorating. It's designing. Okay, sure. Designing. Whatever you want to call it. What are you picking up at MedMen? I was thinking some pre-rolls for the weekend and those capsules that help with my back. Maybe those gummies you like, if you play your cards right. Take the lipstick out of your sister's nose. Right now. And that's my cue. See you soon. Love you. Bye. Find your escape this Father's Day at MedMen Premium Dispensaries. Whether you're a first-timer or a cannabis connoisseur, our friendly staff can help you discover the path to your best dad life. Plus, a little help for any of those aches and pains never hurts. For a location near you, visit MedMen.com. That's M-E-D-M-E-N dot com. MedMen Premium Dispensaries. Keep out of reach of children. For use by adults 21 and up. Christopher Harris from World Soccer Talk joining you. Chris, I thought we'd play Kartik's theme song uh, on the bump in there. A little sex and drugs and rock and roll. <laughs> that's, that's exactly him. <laughs> exactly. All right, we're talking yeah. Women's World Cup. It's been a, uh, a crazy tournament so far. Not so much in terms of uh, the matchups or the intense competition, uh, but the big storyline, of course, the United States playing their first game yesterday, thumping a very hapless and lackluster Thailand team 13 0. Now, just before we get into this, you have to understand if you're listening to this or if you've watched and seen these headlines or if you watched the match. 
you have to understand that women's professional football and women's high-level international football is a child of Title IX here in the United States. It is a very American creation, and that is a fabulous thing, by the way. Because unlike the men's game, which isn't, the women's game certainly is. And the U.S. has had a massive lead on the, West, on the rest of the world uh, and a huge talent pool of uh, fine female uh, soccer players coming through uh, the university system uh, where they are scholarshiped. It's the number one uh, sport for women in university. Uh, they get lots of scholarships. It, it's, it's the women's equivalent of uh, college football uh, for the men. So uh, you have to look at it and understand that the rest of the world is quite far behind the United States, with, uh, with the exception of a, of a core group of countries who have started to catch up and in, in some cases have, have come very close to catching up and sort of creating a dynasty. What you saw yesterday with, uh, or when was it? It was, uh, what do we know? It was uh, on Tuesday with the U.S. women's national team thumping Thailand as you saw a mature women's soccer program uh, destroying a very immature women's soccer program. I'm talking about the program, not the athletes or the, or, 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 or the uh, participants, but in terms of where it is in its developmental cycle. 13-0 was a scoreline. Uh, Chris, I, I actually can't ever remember seeing a, a soccer match in, in men's or women's uh, outside of when my kids were playing AYSO uh, that was, had a 13-0 scoreline. Yeah, the only one that comes to my mind is, uh, I think Tottenham Hotspur beat Wigan Athletic on, on the last day of the season many, many, many years ago. And I think it was, I think 9-1 or maybe or maybe 10-1. But it, it was extremely rare to have that many goals scored, especially, I mean, zero goals for Thailand. But uh, it's one of those things that if this scoreline, say, say the scoreline ended up being USA to Thailand 0 there'd be very little to talk about from this Women's World Cup. This Women's World Cup has, has been entertaining. But this is the biggest story that, to come out of it in terms of whether they should have uh, celebrated the way that they did, whether they should have uh, kept on trying to score more goals or not. I mean, there's definitely a lot of uh, debate and discussion about that. But take that result away. And this tournament thus far has been pretty predictable. It's been enjoyable. But this is the biggest talking point we've had uh, since, since the tournament began last week. And, and that's good news because, you I mean, this is going to get uh, the story and the Women's World Cup on the headlines of you mean, the nightly news and the, the, the newspapers. It's a water cooler moment that people will be talking about whether they're into soccer or not. And, and this helps uh, big time. Well, actually, there have been a couple of surprises. And we're, we're going to get to this uh, U.S. women's thumping of Thailand here. We're going to address some of those issues uh, that you mentioned in just a minute. But there have been some surprise scorelines. I mean, look, Italy beating Australia 2-1 was certainly a surprise. Australia have been considered very much a uh, women's football powerhouse. Uh, and, and Argentina holding Japan to a nil-nil. Now, Japan, are they former champions? They're certainly former finalists, right? Former finalists, yeah. And I yeah. think they've won I think they're in the Olympics too. But, but yeah, they're definitely one of the strongest teams uh, traditionally. And that was a huge upset. And, and I mentioned on the show uh, a few days ago, I was actually, uh, I, I live in Las Vegas, if you're listening to this and, and, and don't know, and I was invited by a friend of mine who uh, was promoting the women's, uh, Argentinian women's national team and took them on a little pre-World Cup warm-up tour around the United States. Uh, he had arranged a match against the UNLV women's soccer team here in Las Vegas. 
a very entertaining match, by the way. I couldn't believe I spent five bucks to see the Argentinian national team play the UNLV women. Great value. And it was a terrific match. And by the way, the UNLV women won. And, wow. he, and here is the Argentine national team holding former finalist Japan to a nil-nil draw in the first match of the Women's World Cup for both of these teams. And, and I thought that was a real surprise. Of course, the Dutch team beating New Zealand. I mean, New Zealand have also been considered somewhat of a you know very solid women's team. Uh, but I think what we're seeing here is the fact that I mentioned earlier, Chris, that the uh, U.S. has a, a big head start in, in women's soccer. Is really the creator, shall we say, of the high-level women's game as we as we know it today. Uh, but uh, what's been fascinating uh, to watch is that Europe has really started to embrace the women's game. And and look, let let's be frank. It's not altruism that's doing it. It's not some great notional great notion of equality. Uh, the moneyed powers that be in soccer are, di- are discovering quite rightly that this is potentially a very lucrative gold mine that they should be mining. So a lot of the big leagues in Europe and big teams in Europe have started mirroring their men's team with women's team. There's the Women's Premier League in England. All the English teams now, primarily, most of them have women's teams. They very well attended matches. It's a very high level of competition. So it's just natural that the rest of the world is going to start to get better. It, it is, and also the uh, the Women's uh, Champions League in Europe. So you have uh, Lyon and Manchester City pouring in lots of money to, to buy some of the best players in the world. And you could say now that uh, the leagues in England and France are superior to the NWSL in the United States, which is, you would think that the United States would have probably one of the top leagues in the world. Yes, it has many of the greatest players, but, but many of them are deciding to go to Europe to play there instead. Um, so that's a worrying uh, trend. Uh, for, for the NWSL, which is a whole other story, but for, for this Women's World Cup, it's so important that, uh, that the U.S. win this competition to help keep that, uh, that league uh, alive and, and try to thrive, try to find a TV deal. Um, there's a lot of opportunity that the NWSL is really kind of not tapping into. Yes, everybody loves the U.S. women's national team, but on the, on the club level, um, a lot of these games that we see that, that feature Marta and Alex Morgan and, and some of these stars, there's this maybe 2,000 to 3,000 people going to those games. And, and that's a, a worrying sign that club soccer, club women's soccer in the United States is struggling. The national team always does well, but Europe in terms of club soccer for women actually progressing a lot faster in terms of uh, the, the way that things are heading, which is no, no surprise in some ways that France uh, and England are two of the biggest contenders to perhaps win this Women's World Cup other than the United States. Well, it, it's an interesting point. We're going to start talking about it in a little bit more detail in the next segment. But uh, the one difference is that there is a massive soccer infrastructure in Europe. And it's taken the existing club teams that, that sit on that infrastructure, as I mentioned earlier, to recognize the value of women's professional soccer. And to it's quite easy. Well, I wouldn't say easy for them, but they have the infrastructure in place. They have the stadiums. They have the branding. They have a virulent supporters base that will come out and see that Lyon women or the Manchester City women will see them play uh, because that's just how they are. That's the, that's the way they support their teams. Uh, in the United States, of course, they don't have a willing partner like that. That would be Major League Soccer. And Major League Soccer is, well, to say disinterested uh, would be an understatement. Uh, it's a league that is close 
closed league, very insular, uh, is really not interested in, doesn't really care, quite honestly, about growing the game, outreach, all that sort of stuff. And I don't mean to sound super harsh, but that is the sad truth about it. And this is a topic that is a very hot topic right now, if you're following any of the discussions on Twitter. Uh, by the way, at Nick Gieber. Chris, what's your Twitter uh, handle? It's at uh, World Soccer Talk. Very simple, at World Soccer Talk. Uh, you can, these discussions are ongoing, and uh, they're very heated. We're going to continue the discussion after the break, and we're going to talk about this women's national team 13-0 drubbing of Thailand. Lots of controversy about this uh, all over the place, all sorts of differing opinions. I'm going to share my opinion. We'll get, we'll get Chris's. Should they have made it 13-0? Should they have slowed it down? Should they have celebrated each goal? I'll give you my opinion when we come back right here for Street Soccer, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM 211. Nick Eber and Chris Harris with you. If you'd like to give us a call, 800-878-PLAY, 800-878-7529. We'll be right back. Do you have a problem hearing the television? Do you need to crank up the volume so loud your family is screaming at you? Then put on your TV ears. TV ears has helped millions of people just like you hear TV loud and clear without cranking up the volume. For about 60 bucks for the 30-day free trial, you can get your own set of TV ears. When you wear TV ears, you can mute the TV volume for private listening or let others watch TV with you. Order in the next 10 minutes and take us up on our 30-day home trial and very special price. TV Ears is a brand hearing professionals have trusted for more than 20 years. And through this special radio offer, you can get your very own for just $60. Just mention promo code RADIO. So put on your TV ears and make everyone happy. 800-984-4207. That's 800-984-4207. We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Rated number one by consumers nationwide on ConsumerAffairs.com. Craftmatic beds come in all mattress types, including cool gel memory foam for up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Enjoy temporary relief of low back pain, poor circulation, nighttime heartburn, mild arthritis. You'll sleep better in a Craftmatic adjustable So if you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and information, and then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Call 1-800-371-9608. That's 1-800-371-9608. Call 1-800-371-9608. Call now. Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online. And the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. 
Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and Travel now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a five-star A-plus online rating. 800 570 Nice is it right that they ran the scoreline up, number one? And number two is, was it right that they were sort of celebrating each one of those 13 goals as if they'd just, you know, won the game in extra time and taken home the cup? And I'm going to give my opinion quickly about this. This is the World Cup. This isn't a friendly match. This isn't, you know, this isn't a, uh, uh, this isn't a, 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 a children's game. This is the real deal. And in terms of the group stages, the one statistic that is very important in the group stage is goal differential. And that's because if you're, it's going to decide if you're tied on points, ultimately, who's going to be at the top of the group and who's going to finish first and who's going to finish second. Now, you can, you can argue, and you could argue quite, quite rightly, that the U.S. Uh, you know, are very, were favorites to win that group regardless of the goal differential. But Sweden uh, is no pushover team. In the U.S. group, that that's a really that's a really good club, uh, and you know anything's anything is possible. So they ran up the score because they needed the goal differential because this is big time tournament soccer, and that's what you do. In terms of should they have celebrated each and every goal? Look, if I were Jill Ellis, I would have told them after the sixth goal to just tone down the celebrations. But that's me. I don't hold it against these athletes. For being, uh, you know, for for being elated that they're scoring the goals on the biggest stage, but this, Chris, is fascinating to me because this is such a double standard. If this was the U.S. men's national team whomping Thailand, you wouldn't even be having this discussion. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing about the U.S. men's national team in its current state. It's hard to imagine them beating anyone a thirteen zero. But 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 even even if they did, though, too. I, I don't know. From my point of view, I don't, I don't see a double standard there. I, I don't see um, there wouldn't be as much focus on the U.S. men's national team. I mean, really, at the end of the day, to me, the U.S. women's national team is a more popular team. It's a more attractive, minded. It's a team you can believe in. Now, whether or not they'll win the Women's World Cup, we'll have to wait and see. But this is a team that... Uh, you know, most people watch, watching are, are, are positive about this team, but I, I don't see it being the double standard personally. Now, I, I'll take a different take on this a little bit slightly, um, Nick, and, that, and that's from the tele- television angle. And that is, uh, as soon as this game uh, ended, it was 13-0, Rob Stone on Fox Sports, who is traditionally very cookie-cutter, very kind of read from the script, 
uh, not giving his opinions, just kind of going, okay, all right, Alexi, what do you think? Kelly Smith, what do you think? He went in pretty hard on, on the U.S. women's national team in terms of the players uh, over-celebrating, but also specifically um, that they should have held back, that they should have knocked the ball around a bit and just uh, after they killed off the game rather than to, to kind of rack up the scoring. Now, I, I disagree with Rob Stone's take on that too, but it is interesting because that kicked off a huge debate on television, which then went into social media and, and it kind of blew up from there. And that's something from Fox Sports' coverage of the Women's uh, World Cup. I want to see more of that. I want to yeah. see more of opinions. Now, whether they're right or wrong, that's a whole different story. But me, me personally, as a soccer fan, um, I like to see sportsmanlike conduct. And I would have not gone to the extent that the girls went to uh, in this game. But I would have certainly wanted them to score as many goals as possible. Because otherwise, you take the competitive edge completely out of the game. Yeah, I mean, look, the the, the danger here is that you've you've, you've got... Uh, a team in Thailand and a whole uh, region in Asia that is starting to embrace the women's game. And a result like this could do one of two things, uh, particularly I'm just thinking about the Thai Football Federation. It could galvanize them to invest in the in the women's game and to get better. Or it could be so totally uh, and utterly, um, you know, depressing for them that they just say, oh, this sucks, we suck. You know, this is just an afterthought. Uh, that is a danger. I don't think any of those thoughts were going through the mind of the U.S. women as they were playing this game. And, of course, one of the important things for any uh, professional athlete playing for their national team, whether it's basketball or or, uh, or soccer or, or any of these sports, is to get international caps, meaning, you know, a, a, a in game with their national team. It's called a cap, if you're not familiar with, with it. Uh, and that's because in the old days, you would actually literally get a cap for each each game you played to wear uh, with your uniform. Uh, and to get international goals, uh, competitive international goals, it, it's a big statistic. So, look, they were doing what they do. I don't agree with Rob Stone, uh, but I have to just segue here for a minute. I, I've really enjoyed the Fox Sports coverage of this tournament. Uh, it's been – it's so interesting to me. I mean, TNT made an absolute just hash – of the Champions League coverage. It was some of the absolute worst coverage I've ever seen uh, of, a, of a major sports global sports league. Uh, they, it, it, and, and not because they can't do it, but because they were trying to be too cool, too hip, and trying to mirror their basketball coverage. And I thought it was an abject failure. Uh, NBC trying very hard to present the Premier League like the NFL. And, and you know, I think at times they succeed. Uh, the coverage is always excellent. I certainly could have... No, uh, I can have no criticism of, uh, of, of NBC's highly professional, highly polished, very expensive coverage of the game. But it does seem for me to be a little remote sometimes. I don't think you uh, – I think they make it uh, – they talk, they talk down to you a little bit too much uh, for me on NBC. Whereas the old Fox coverage, when we used to do the Premier League, I always felt that we kind of embraced people and, and made them feel a part of the broadcast – that's one of the things I'm enjoying about this Fox broadcast. It's it's understated. It's lower key. I think it's it's more fun. Uh, I think they're having. Uh, I think it's it's more positive, uh, and I think it's less. Um, they're not they're not really talking down to you that much, Chris. That's what I get out of it. What is strange though is that Fox Sports does such a good job on the Women's World Cup, and the same thing for the 2015 tournament in Canada. They did a, they really did a really good job on that one. 
But yet they do such a bad job on the Men's World Cup, as we saw last summer in the 2018 World Cup. And we had the kind of rotating cast of characters on set. We had uh, Fernando Fiore, who's, I mean, he has a lot of soccer knowledge, but it was kind of acting the clown and, and so on and so forth. So it's it's strange in a way because the, the studio analysis and, and the coverage on the women's side is so good, yet on the men's side is so poor for the most part. Uh, and, and again, hopefully maybe the next World Cup, the men's World Cup in, in 2022, Hopefully they'll learn some of the lessons from the last World Cup and it will improve their coverage. But it is strange, though, because you would think that uh, on the men's side, they would try even harder in terms of uh, potential TV ratings on that side. Yes, the U.S. men's national team didn't make it to the last World Cup, but uh, there's still a strong viewership out there. Uh, but, but yeah, it, it's, uh, it's been fascinating to watch so far. What are some of the uh, early return numbers on the Women's World Cup in terms of viewership? Yeah, so it's still early days, but uh, some of the big numbers that have come out so far is um, the, the game from Sunday, which is the England-Scotland game in the Women's World Cup. Uh, 1.48 million people watched that one on Fox, which is really? over the air Fox. That's a big number. Yeah, which doesn't include the uh, the Telemundo number, but uh, but that's so you're probably talking about 1.6, 1.7 million people tuning into that one. Uh, 1.2 million people for Norway against Nigeria, which is on Fox uh, this past Saturday. Uh, one million for Spain against South Africa, uh, so on and so forth. So a lot of the games that they've had on the over-the-air Fox have been a million-plus viewers. Uh, FS1 is roughly between anywhere from 300,000 to 600,000 viewers for those games. So, so far, the strong numbers. Uh, the challenge that they're, they're going to have, though, is starting this weekend, or starting soon, it's going to be the Gold Cup and Copa America happening at the same time. So I think the viewership will be split a little bit. Um, but, uh, but so far from the Women's World Cup, uh, very encouraging numbers. What were the numbers for the uh, U.S. men's national team friendlies against Jamaica and against Venezuela? So the uh, the friendly against uh, Venezuela, which was on Sunday, and, th- and that was immediately after the England-Scotland uh, Women's World Cup game, that was one million viewers for that one. So more people tuned in to watch England against Scotland in the Women's World Cup than they did for the U.S. men's national team against Venezuela in that friendly uh, the Jamaica numbers, I don't believe I have quite yet. It's still too early to tell on, on that. But uh, it's, it's probably pretty similar numbers for that one, too. So, so yeah, it, definitely in terms of the U.S. men's side, there's uh, declining interest. Uh, to me, as a soccer fan and as an you know, editor and publisher of a soccer website, the morale among U.S. men's national team soccer fans is probably at, at one of its lowest ebbs it's ever been, um, and, and, which is, I mean, fair play to all the women uh, for the U.S. women's national team, it's it's actually a perfect time to hopefully win this tournament and and um, show up show up the men. Well, I mean, I think in many respects, U.S. soccer really needs the women to win this World Cup, which is hysterical because they're going to be in court and U.S. soccer are going to be arguing uh, that they the women don't deserve equal pay, which is an absolutely outrageous concept if you even just think about it for a minute. Um, but but really, the women are the driver. And an interesting article I read. Uh, was essentially saying many of the sponsors that have come into U.S. soccer for the men's and women's team are actually driven in by the women's team and not the men's team. Have you heard that? I have too, yeah. A lot of the brands are kind of making it more of a connection with the uh, the women's side, um, whether it's automobile manufacturers or some of these other big big brands. And I can see that, though, too. I mean, again, it's, there's, a, there's a feel-good factor about this women's team. Um, and, and again, to the way that the style that they play, they, they have a system. 
All right, you're listening to Fist Street Soccer. Uh, Nick Gieber with you. My guest today from World Soccer Talk is Christopher Harris. We're talking Women's World Cup. We're talking U.S. soccer. We're talking the business of the game. Fun stuff. Hope you'll stay with us. We do have to step aside and take a break. By the way, once again, I'd just like to welcome in all of our service people listening around the world on American Forces. And if you're listening in on the Sports Byline Network or Sirius XM, we welcome you to the show as well. We'll be right back. If you're a pro, you buy big. And when you buy big, you save big at the Home Depot with pro bulk pricing on the stuff you need and use every day. Like 5% off fence pickets and 10% off fence panels, plywood, and OSB. Plus, you'll save time not driving all over town for lumber. And that's really big. You work hard enough for your money. Saving it should be easy. Now it is with pro bulk pricing on what you need every day. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Did you hear Ron Barr's interviews with the biggest names in sports last week? Now there's a way to make sure you never miss hearing from your favorite player. Sign up for the Sports Byline USA podcast and never miss a show. With podcasting, we deliver the greatest names in the game directly to your computer every day, automatically. Just go to sportsbyline.com and click on the Get Podcast button and never miss another show. Visit sportsbyline.com today. All right, you're back with us here on Fist Street Soccer. 
Christopher Harris with you. We're talking Women's World Cup. We're talking television. We're talking the U.S. men's national team. Uh, Chris, before the break, we were talking a little bit about some of these uh, viewership numbers, and you were touching on the fact that supporters of the U.S. men's national team are sort of in a massive state of depression and, and all seeking you know, therapy. And by the way, which is great because uh, you have come to the right place because I think of this as football therapy for the soul and, well, the doctors, they're in. And uh, the therapy is free. It doesn't get any better than that. The bottom line is, though, uh, the U.S. men's national team is uh, was a paper tiger. This is my opinion. Uh, a paper tiger. 2002 saw the U.S. make their best run ever to the quarterfinals of the World Cup. Uh, Bruce Arena was the coach. At the time, I was covering it and said I actually felt that the U.S. team was highly overrated, that they were under that they were underestimated by their opponents. They were solid. They were athletic. They, were, they believed in themselves, and they had nothing to lose. They had no pressure on them whatsoever, and they got to trounce on some people, on some teams. Portugal comes to mind immediately that really came out expecting to get an easy victory and got nothing of the sort. Since that time, the systemic problems within the U.S. soccer pyramid have really hampered the growth of the team beyond that, if it was capable of growing beyond that. And we've sort of limped along, really, since 2002, playing a bunch of third-rate tournaments. I mean, Chris, you talk about the Gold Cup this weekend. You know, why would I tune into the Gold Cup, which is a tertiary tournament in the global tournament stage? The highest FIFA-ranked team in the Gold Cup right now is 18th in the world. That's Mexico. If I, you know, why would I want to see a tournament where the winner is going to be considered, you know, a best, the 18th best team in the world, uh, when I could be watching the women play, uh, and I'm going to see the best, absolute top, the top best, highest level women's soccer that you can see. And it's a totally different game from the men's game. So I'm not comparing the two, you know, physicality, speed. They're very different games. They have different nuances. But, you know, this is some of the issues that are going on with men's soccer. And I think, Chris that people are going to look at the success of the U.S. women's team and they're going to look at the struggle that the U.S. men have and are going to continue to have. And I'm sorry to say this if you're a fan of the U.S. men. It's not getting better anytime soon. It's not a coaching issue. Berhalter should not be the scapegoat for this. In fact, he was probably a pretty cagey and clever appointment by Ernie, you know, a selection from Ernie Stewart. I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, but, you know, the problems aren't team selection, the problem isn't strategy. The problem is plain and simple. The talent pool ain't big enough, and that's going to take a long time to change. We don't have these problems with the women's game. And, Chris, this is going to continue to happen, and I can con see the continued shift uh, of public interest uh, towards the women, and uh, I can see support for the men's, uh, the, the, the men's program really, really lagging because Americans love their winners. It's hard to get excited about this uh, U.S. men's team, unfortunately. Yes, yes, there's some uh, promising young uh, youth coming through the systems, as we saw in the, uh, the FIFA U20 World Cup. But there, there, there always is in terms of uh, different countries from around the world. There's always those up-and-coming young stars that, that show promise, most of which kind of fizzle out. There's a lot of players that just don't make the grade. And for me, you're absolutely right in terms of the Gold Cup. The Gold Cup, to me, it's, it's, it's a joke tournament until the... The semi-final stages, and uh, I mean, really, it's I mean, pretty much everyone kind of thinks, okay, it's going to be U.S.-Mexico final, but uh, whether it's Jamaica or Costa Rica or Panama, those those countries, those nations have improved a lot uh, over the years. So there's there's definitely a good opportunity for them, perhaps, to cause an upset to whether it's Mexico or the U.S. 
But to me, that the number one problem, you're right, Nick, is in terms of the talent pool. But the reason the talent pool is not that great is because several years ago, Major League Soccer went on this big campaign about bringing the American stars home, bringing uh, Clint Dempsey home, bringing Michael Bradley home, bringing Landon Donovan home, uh, Josie Altidore, so on, so on and so forth. So you took these players who were playing at some of the, the, the top teams in European competition. Michael Bradley had an opportunity to, to play in Serie A and to continue training at the highest level, except he got signed for I mean, more money and, and a big contract at Toronto. So you bring them back. For Major League Soccer, in theory, it would make the, the league more entertaining, more exciting, and bring more people, I mean, sell more tickets. But at the end of the day, those that, that method is not in alignment with the national team. And the national team, you want your players playing at the highest level in, in the best leagues in the world, uh, competing day in, day out for positions. And Michael Bradley, Clint Dempsey, even Landon Donovan, and the, these players who were great in their time, uh, it's one of those things that probably one of the first names on the on the team sheet. Tim Howard, another one that, that went uh, from, from Europe to Colorado. These are guaranteed to start the, the, the positions week in, week out. And if they were in Europe, they'd be fighting for the position, trying to do the best that they can. And as a result, unfortunately, uh, for Major League Soccer, it really hasn't helped them that much in terms of TV ratings. Yes, on the attendance side, it, it has helped. But it's really killed the, the U.S. men's national team talent pool. And, and uh, some of these young players, hopefully, I mean, more and more are moving into the Bundesliga and getting some opportunities. But jo Josh uh, Sargent is just one example, too, that he couldn't even make the... Uh, the Gold Cup squad, so there's there's growing pains, there's transition, there's issues, but this this could take another you know, five to ten years to 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 get to a point where we actually have some good players coming through the system that are going to make us believe once again in in the U.S. men's national team. Yeah, well, I mean the the the, the root problem here, and and you you touched on it, is is the fact that our top level professional league here. And when we were talking about the women's game, and we were talking about how the uh, how all the top European teams embracing women's football have increased the competition for the U.S. women, increased the overall quality of the international game. Major League Soccer is nowhere near where it needs to be in terms of talent, in terms of quality, in terms of uh, stiffness and 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 toughness of competition. Uh, there's no promotion and relegation, so you've got teams like New England, you've got teams like Colorado, by the way, who are dead bottom of the sports uh, uh, sports uh, SI magazines, uh, MLS ambition index, uh, have no motivation to improve their squad. So you're going to have a handful of teams in MLS that are you know interested in excelling and 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 creating a, a good squad and. Uh, and playing some good football, and the, but you have a lot of teams that just have no motivation to do that. They can th th their fans will come out and support the team and pay their ticket prices. There's no big broadcast money being bandied around that's that's going to really motivate people uh, to do better. And and again, there's there's no promotion and relegation. So if even if there was broadcast money, it's not like these teams have any motivation to fight to stay in the league to take the share of that money, which is ultimately the driver for all the big leagues' promotion and relegation battles. So you don't have a, a hot forge uh, to, uh, to forge the talent in the crucible of competition here in the United States. And if most of the big-name U.S. players are uh, enticed to come back home to play, you're going to get mediocrity because we have a mediocre top-level uh, top uh, soccer league. And so the players we produce out of there are mediocre, and most of the big international players that come to join the league are coming in the swan song of their career for a, a payday and a trip to the beach. 
Yeah, it's one of those contra controversial topics too because you bring you mentioned the name. Well, I, I'll mention the name Jürgen Klinsmann. And Jürgen Klinsmann got into this big, huge, massive uh, fight with, with Don Garber, the MLS commissioner, about uh, about players and and whether uh, Klinsmann was arguing that we need to send more and more youngsters to Europe to get more playing time at the top level. And Garber had the opposite viewpoint. He was like, no, 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 we need to bring these back in to the US, get them more playing time. Get them playing on on these different squads, and and that will improve the, the U.S. men's national team. And Klinsmann said, no, no way. At the end of the day, Garbo won, but you, the U.S. soccer fan or United States uh, in itself has lost because I mean it, it really has hurt the talent pool of of this uh, U.S. men's national team squad. And I mean the league is very vanilla, uh, the players are very vanilla. Um, we're really missing out on some of these stars that that could go to. In Europe or South America at a young age uh, to really, really, really kind of grow as individuals, but also in terms of uh, technical skills and uh, you know, training. The training obviously is a lot more uh, tougher and a lot more uh, physical, more fierce overseas, where they can learn a lot more and, and improve uh, faster. Yeah. Uh, and until that happens, we're, it's, it's in a, start, a sorry state of affairs. It's not just that, Chris. I mean, there's the economic motivation, too. So let me put this out there. If I'm a young player and I go to Europe and I'm a, and I'm a squad player, I'm going to fight for a starting spot and a regular rotation on that team. I'm going to have to increase and improve my game. I'm going to have to train extra hard. I'm going to have to sharpen uh, my mental toughness to, the, to a finely edged blade uh, in order to, to compete for those spots. And then when I get on that team, I know that if I excel, I could be bought by an even bigger team and get a piece of that transfer money. So, I mean, the way you have to look at it is the motivation is not just for teams to improve in, in global soccer with promotion, relegation, and, and this sort of and, and, and television rights money. The, the motivation is also for the players to put them. We talk about this a lot in the, in, in the Premier League, Chris. Well, you know, he really wants to get out there and he wants to put himself in the shop window. I mean, players in MLS don't put themselves in the shop window because they're at, you know, everything's a blue label at, uh, at Walmart. Yeah, one one of the examples of one of the players that sticks in my mind uh, of, a, of a good example of this is, is uh, Breck Shea, who was one of these again young Americans that I mean everyone was talking about. Okay, maybe this will be like one of these breakout players. Uh, he went to to uh, from Major League Soccer. He went went to Europe, played with Stoke City, and it ended up being a nightmare because he didn't have the work ethic, it didn't have the determination uh, to really succeed as a professional. And he came back to Major League Soccer, and he came back to Orlando, I think it was. And now it's been several other clubs. But he, he was talking in, in an interview and he said that um, in Major League Soccer, the teams have a barbecue once a week. It's more low-key. It's, uh, it's more laid back. It's not so competitive. It's not so fierce. And, that, and that's something, too. Like Breck Shea is probably a good example of somebody that uh, plays in Major League Soccer. is probably happy with the money he gets wherever he, he, he plays. But that's about it. He doesn't have that competitive edge that uh, to succeed, to be one of the best uh, in his position, I mean, going on to bigger clubs and then working hard, and 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 that again, it's one of those things. Like from a from a, from an economic point of view, yeah, absolutely. In terms of that's going to help uh, uh, him and and the clubs that uh, in terms of transfer fees, etc. But from a player level, I mean, that lack of competitive spirit also hurts hurts him and it hurts his team and it hurts uh, the national squad too. Well, and again, you then take this squad and you put them in a third-rate tournament, and you know, look, I mean, no disrespect. But 
you know, we are looking at a team, for example. There's a, there, we have three: uh, Bermuda, Cuba, Guyana, Nicaragua. I mean, uh, Haiti. I mean, these are teams ranked a hundred or below. I mean, in the case of uh, Bermuda and Guyana, they hold the uh, dubious honor of sharing the hundred and seventy-five. Uh, best team in global football spot. I mean, it's it, it's not great. And then you see on these friendly games, the U.S. not even scoring a goal against Jamaica or a goal against Venezuela. Now, Venezuela obviously not is not in the Gold Cup. They're going to Copa America, so for them this was a warm up. But it it is fascinating to see. It's a problem. It's not getting better anytime soon. On the other hand, the women are getting better. Uh, and I do think they will probably make their way to the final, and and and, and a U.S. France final would not be out of the question. Yeah, and, and for the U.S. the men's team, just for a second, in terms of the competition levels, they should really play be playing in the Copa America. And they, they did back in the nineties. They played uh, by, by invitation only. I think they, they made it to the quarterfinals or semifinals in nineteen ninety five. I think they beat Argentina. They, they, they had some really uh, tough games, and that helped improve the team. And, and meanwhile, for this summer's uh, Copa America, uh, the people, of, the countries that have accepted invitations are Qatar and uh, and Japan. So these are two teams that are looking to advance their programs on the men's side. And the U.S. is still really focused on I mean, the relationship with CONCACAF, making sure everything's hunky-dory there. But really, at the end of the day, it's all about money. But what it should be about is is kind of in terms of the playing levels, and they should be they should be trying to, they should be knocking on the door of CONMEBOL and saying, hey. What can we do to get right, involved in Copa America? We have to go to break. Why don't we do that? And we'll wrap it up on the other side. I'll get your final thought. You're listening to Fist Street Soccer. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Attention business owners. Are you struggling while waiting for your customers to pay on their net 30, 60, or 90-day invoices? Can't get a business loan? Have no equity, bad credit, or maybe no credit at all? Then you need to call AmeriFactors right now. AmeriFactors will give you cash for your invoices and there's nothing to pay back. We simply buy your account receivables and if those clients don't pay on the invoices, we take the loss. We give you funds based on your account receivables 
not your credit. And 98% of all applicants are approved. It's that simple. With AmeriFactors, there's no more waiting for your customers to pay. We give you the funds up front, then we wait for your customers to pay us. Fund your business today. Call AmeriFactors right now. 800-847-1183. 800-847-1183. Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words. Buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing Vector Vest system risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. 800-584-2519. That's 800-584-2519. Chris, just a couple of minutes left. Uh, give me your last thought on the uh, U.S. men and the women. Yeah, in terms of the, uh, the U.S. women's team, I'm, I'm really hoping that this is going to be a really transformative uh, summer for this, this team and for the nation, I mean, especially after missing out of uh, U.S. men not making the World Cup last time around. If we remember back to 2015, the, the, the largest viewing number ever for a soccer game on U.S. television was when the U.S. beat uh, Japan in front of 25 million. So what I'm hoping for really this summer is really good attacking football, football that we can believe in in terms of uh, by the women and to, to try to break that record of, of the viewers because that would be something special. And it, it would really take this, this sport and the women's sport to the next level and hopefully maybe, maybe equal pay. Yeah, maybe equal pay, of course, 25 million viewers. If they could do that, just totally change the discussion. Uh, Chris, where can our listeners find you? Absolutely. So you, you can check me out uh, in all the articles and, and uh, interviews we have at uh, worldsoccertalk.com as well as on Twitter at World Soccer Talk. All right, there you have it. Christopher Harris from World Soccer Talk, a great site. I encourage everyone to go there and find Chris on Twitter at World Soccer Talk. You can find me on World so uh, on You can find me on, on Twitter. <laughs> I'm at Nick Gieber. I uh, hope you will join us. And by the way, we're with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network on Sirius XM 211, iHeart, TuneIn, Sirius XM app, American Forces. Look, this is the beautiful game. This is the world game. You have to join the discussion uh, because it is an absolutely terrific one, and it is rocking right now. Women's World Cup. We'll be following it as the tournament continues, as well as Gold Cup, Copa America. Stay with us here, folks, again, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Until tomorrow, have a terrific night and enjoy the football.